Hey everyone, welcome to Sports Dev Series. With yours truly, again, there could be a million and one things you guys could be doing right now, but instead you're listening to me babble about something. So, thank you so much for coming on, and um, I appreciate your time. Before I get started today, I think I um, just want to go ahead and highlight uh, our baobab fruit powder called Arewa baobab. Um, taking off trees from the northern region of Nigeria, one of the most highly nutritious substances on the planet, um, six times the vitamin C of oranges and more antioxidants than any other fruit in the world. It's Arewa Baobab. Um, the website is A-R-E-W-A-B-A-O-B-A-B.com. Go in there and get your bag. You get free shipping in North America. Okay, so uh, my this this episode again. It's another uh, monologue. Uh, I guess it's growing on me. I don't know. But anyways, um, is about monkey chance in uh, European football primarily, and and whether or not monkey chants are racist I mean are they oh no then the reason why I decided to do this is because I was reading an article recently about um, Romelu Lukaku who is one of the top forwards in the game of soccer football um, currently plays for the mighty Chelsea and um, he um, when he was playing for Inter Milan in Italy he received um, some he received a message from an ultra right, far right group that um, pretty much informed him that, look, our monkey chants to you on the pitch um, are not racist. You know, we aren't like these other countries where you have racist. We just like to chant and call you a monkey. So don't take it personal. And so reading that, I you know, of course sounds silly but a lot of different things come to your head and you're thinking about the situation and i think back about the first time i saw the monkey chants and bananas being thrown at on the field at black players uh in a european game uh was it was done to samuel eto now most people that don't know or may not know who samuel eto is uh he's from cameroon he plays for barcelona uh even people that aren't uh, soccer or football fans know about Barcelona. This guy was an outstanding, truly outstanding player. And if he, I believe he, my personal belief, this is me, I believe if he wasn't um, African, if he was European, he would have won several Ballon d'Ors. He would have just been awarded with all sorts of trophies. He was truly that good. But anyways, he was playing for Barcelona and they threw uh, bananas on the pitch, monkey chants, and that happened at several different games. And at one particular game, he threatened to walk off the pitch, um, really frustrated and angry. And his teammates held him back. And another time I was watching this really sick display of in my opinion, racism, but we'll find out after we listen to this podcast, right? But looking at this, and I said to myself, 
you know, a friend of mine that was with me at the time said, wow, that is just pure outright racism. And I asked him, I'm like, am I just trying to play devil's advocate at the time? That Why is it racist, though? You know, why are monkey chants racist? And he said, you know, because he's a black guy, they're calling him a monkey. So, you know, it's racist. I said, yeah, but, you know, so ever since then, um, the reference to black people as apes, um, monkeys, you know, monkey chants, bananas being thrown at them was something that I had always looked at and thought, you know what, I need to understand why this happens. So here we are. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's disturbing to some people, some others, they try to brush it off, but it's definitely, um, something that has been going on in the world of football for quite some time. And it's something that, um, people should pay attention to if they're underwear, just to put it in perspective. Um, in 2019, I'm going to list out some key occurrences of, um, of these situations. Um, Moise Keane, who played for Juventus in, on April 2nd, was racially abused by fans of Calgary, uh, or Calgary, as they would say in Italian, um, because he celebrated in front of their fans. So they proceeded to just let out all the vitriol and hate they had inside them directed at him. Um, that was one. On April 4th, yeah, English defender Danny Rose wanted to retire from football because he was severely racially abused by fans in Montenegro. This was a, an international match between England and Montenegro. On April 12th, same year, a match in Ligue 1, which is in France, uh, was halted for several minutes after the defender for Amiens, Prince Guano, was racially abused by opposing fans. Um, they were hurling our monkey chants, which is what the Guardian reported. Um, on August 2nd, the charity called Anti-Racism Kick It, Kick it Out was appalled after four racist incidents happened for the during the opening season uh, for England, which always gets me, people always act appalled. Um, and when they do, when I see people act appalled, it, it makes me question what world they're living in and whether they have been hiding in some kind of bubble this entire time. Um, on August 3rd, St. Petersburg um, fans display a banner to Brazilian Malcolm stating that black players weren't welcome at the club. Now, Malcolm was a transfer from Barcelona to that club. Um, so it's it's it was crazy. Um, and then August 14th, I remember this one very well because uh, I'm a Chelsea fan. Tammy Abraham is targeted online by racist fans because he missed a penalty against Liverpool in the UEFA Super Cup final. Um, so, you know, and then of course we have the incident I referred to with uh, Romelu Lukaku on September 2nd, Inter Milan, uh, you know, 
so these were the fans of the club that actually sent this letter to him stating that the monkey chants weren't racist so and then october 4 october 14th in bulgaria fans make nazi salutes and monkey noises aimed at english black players during a euro 2020 qualifier uh november 2nd in syria which is in italy uh napoli's kalitu globali is again suffered racist chants which is typically monkey chants in the stadium uh, november 2nd mario balotelli was again you know racially abused with chants monkey chants again prompting him to kick the ball at the crowd um and then uh november 17 uh in the netherlands uh then Bosch fans called uh an opposition player a negro and a cotton picker during a dutch game and again the game stood still it was stopped for a couple of minutes uh on november 21st brazilian striker tyson was banned after the uk for by the european football association after kicking the ball at racists um, who left him in tears uh, so he kicked the ball at them the federation of course banned him um and of course you know the, the fans of the club were found guilty of abuse and fined 21 the club was fined twenty-one thousand dollars you know um and and so that just gives you a list of certain incidents that happened this is just in 2019 i mean i could go on and on i talked about samuel eto that happened um years before this uh we could go into 2020 and 2021 so that being said clearly it's a reoccurring issue um and it hasn't happened now anyone in their rational mind to say well you have a governing body for soccer globally you know what you know what have they done well fifa um has created uh, they have a disciplinary code specifically the article 13 of the disciplinary code states clearly that there are specific penalties for this sort of behavior um and then they've also implemented a three-step procedure um which applies to all fifa competitions um in this case a lot of these games will fall um under that umbrella and they've as they've urged all so member associations which essentially is every country leagues clubs and disciplinary bodies to introduce the three-step procedure to all the domestic competitions okay so and then uh fifa did implement uh some additional measures specifically they within a five-step program that uh, addresses the racist chance during games um and of course these include i've listed two of them already the disciplinary code the three-step measure fifa anti-discrimination monitoring system so it's a monitoring system that is meant to monitor racism uh guidance for fifa members and association uh on diversity and anti-discrimination they have a diversity award and campaign to give uh, associations or organizations that practice um i guess the best diversity and anti-discrimination in football and then they try to put people through diversity and anti-discrimination training now 
some people will say, well, that's fantastic. FIFA's done all these things and the clubs, you know, should, you know, follow through and actually comply with FIFA's directive. On the surface, it may look good. And I'm not disputing that FIFA hasn't tried to do things, but we'll get some more into FIFA's um, five-step program in trying to kick out racism. As a matter of fact, one of the key things under the disciplinary code is that a club that um, actually has this is fined 20,000 Swiss francs, which I think is the equivalent of $21,000. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it's close. So the question is, is that enough for a club that probably makes millions of dollars a year um, for racism? And again, that's for a first-time offender. If they do it again, then they might play in front of an empty stadium with no fans. Again, they might lose points. So those are some of the punitive measures implemented by FIFA uh, for the clubs that do have, you know, their fans or sections of their fans or sections of their stadiums, you know, um, with monkey chants and throwing bananas at black players. Um, So the question is, with, with all of this, is that where did this come from? This whole thing of referring to people from Africa, of African origin, uh, even of mixed mixed heritage, um, as monkeys, apes, um, you know, subhuman. Where did it come from? Why does it still persist in the 21st century? You know, in, in specifically a lot of different countries, in this case, we're talking about European countries. Why is that a thing? And so in, in looking this up, of course, I started doing some research and reading a lot of key pieces from some from some scientists, some from some sociologists, some from a lot of different pieces. And I found something that was really interesting uh, is an, an, art, an article about this put together by Wolf Hunt and Charles Mills. Um, if you get a chance, try to check it out. Um, and it, it's titled Comparing Black People to Monkeys Has a Long dark simian history in going through this two words jumped out at me one was simian um which i wasn't familiar with surprisingly i had not really come in contact with that word before and then the other one was um polygenesis which essentially means people of different races have different origins so these two words um jumped out at me in going through the history of this and what they highlighted was really interesting by the way both of these um, academics uh, Wolf Hart is a professor of sociology at University of Hamburg and then Charles Willis is a professor of moral and intellectual philosophy at Northwestern University which um, is in Illinois so both of these guys um really highlighted the history behind this and it seems the simian which supposedly simian means um related to monkeys apes uh close affinity with uh those species um essentially goes back even all the way to the middle ages um so supposedly christian discourse 
at the time recognized simians which again is referring to monkey type people or monkeys or related to monkeys as devilish figures and then they represented lustful and sinful behavior um so women were usually subjected to defamations and they would always categorize a woman being involved with someone of uh, misplaced characters being involved with a monkey so this particular depiction using the word monkey or ape took a different turn by the 1500s um, when the colonial uh, party started going to Africa in one example by um, a narrative from Antonio de Tocumeda according to Gordon and Willis is um, he talked about a Portuguese woman who was exiled to Africa and according to the narrative he mentioned she was raped by an ape and had his babies so as you can see here uh, from this time period uh, people of Afro origins already being referred to as apes and monkeys um, as, as the time went on this sort of continued during that period um, and even went on to the point where um, in the Belgian Congo of course uh, the Belgians referred to the Congolese as um, apes and monkeys which of course justified the brutal treatment and murder of um, thousands of Congolese by King Leopold in Belgium and the chopping off of arms and everything else associated with it um, as a matter of fact one of when uh, Patrice Lumumba um, got when Belgium got the the independence when uh, Congo sorry got the independence from Belgium uh, the leader at the time Patrice Lumumba uh, he blasted the oppressive legacy of Belgian colonialism and um, he was quoted as saying to them or saying to the king of Belgium at the time uh, we are no longer your monkeys so, you know um, sad to say barely like a year later after he made that speech during the independence um, Lumumba was assassinated um, and uh, the Belgians were involved as well so during this whole period and before we get to the colonial and independence period of Africa um, you know the, we, we obviously can't skip over the transatlantic slave trade and at the time the Portuguese the French, um, the Belgians, as we've talked about, uh, and even the English referred to people of of uh, African countries as apes and monkeys, um, which dehumanized them to a certain point and justified the this transatlantic slave trade, which of course meant we could treat them a subhuman because they're not really human this was the thinking of uh, these people at the time in Africa and um, these authors of this particular uh, of this particular article on the mills actually give a good breakdown of the history behind this um, to the point where uh, in the 1800s 
um, there were books, scientific books, written by scientists um, that compared blacks to chimpanzees, gorillas, and orangutans. Um, according to to um, Hardin Willis, um, the books were not the fringe documents, but in America they were some of the leading texts on racial differences, um, and 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 you know polygenesis was one of the key um, terms used to describe the differences in races and um, how blacks had a closer relationship with apes was something that was um, actually put forward and supported by um, key scientists at the time uh, to justify this so as, as you can see this particular um, ideology was the norm at the time of course according to the people who wrote these articles they also mentioned that you know the depiction of Tarzan and the Tarzan uh, movies that were created back in the day uh, didn't necessarily help because the um, Africans were always portrayed as being subhuman and as monkeys so um, as we can see here this depiction which was used during colonial, the colonial era it was justified again during the slave trade that happened um, scientists at the time had created theories to associate people of um, African origin as being related to apes and closer to apes than to human beings and it became the most widely held view at the time so all these kind of um, grew and fast forward till today we see um, sporting events where again people of Afro origin from Africa for this matter are playing a game um, and are being subjected to these chants, taunts, um, bananas being thrown and the like. Now, I'm, I'll go back to the conversation I had with my friend when we saw the Samaleto incident about why is it racist? And I'll compare that to, of course, the historical context being that was broken down by these academics that highlighted everything as well as um, the the actual documented history of the colonial era in Africa and you see immediately the connection um, where this came from why it persists today and the irony of it is the same countries that um, perpetrated the colonialism in Africa um, subjected and marginalized people are the ones <laughs> that have their citizens throwing bananas and making monkey chants in stadiums okay so hey, some people might say it's a coincidence I, I beg to differ so it's, it's, it's clear as day the connection of where this comes from um, why should anyone be upset at it? I'll tell you why. 
maybe because there were millions of people that were exterminated as a result of that ideology millions of people killed shipped off treated as subhuman the legacy of which we still see today in a lot of different countries that's still real and so to think that these players are going in there to participate in the game they love um, and are subjected to this over and over again becomes the issue and and to be honest with you some of these players may not even fully know the history of why this happened some of them might be might have been forced to go look it up just because they kept on they were constantly subjected to these chants you know these abusive extremely abusive situation and one can only imagine uh, how they would have felt once they found out the history behind it um, so given that this is obviously tied to incidences of mass extermination through a perception that made a group of people less than human um, we need to revisit what FIFA is doing to eliminate this behavior um, is FIFA putting in policies in place that you know establishes zero tolerance for the behavior and have they put in real sanctions for the professional clubs whose fans are showing this behavior in games you know that's the question that we should ask because they are the governing body they do regulate the game the associations the federations of these countries in some cases may not do anything but they the federations in each country report to to fifa so they have the power to force them to try to stop this um and, and looking at fifa's five step five pillars is what they call it um to foster and promote anti-discrimination I have to ask myself the question why is FIFA doing this are they doing this for the players that are being abused or the countries they come from to make them feel better is FIFA doing this for itself um, you look at things such as the you know the diver- FIFA diversity award and campaigns or marketing EU anti-racism action plan where they get celebrities to stand in front of cameras and show you know I have no idea why some people might be like oh the stop racism uh, campaign where you see people wearing t-shirts okay and you see FIFA behind it now some some might say hey listen that action is good because it's educating people and forcing them to change their perception is it though is it what history has taught us in, in this world is people change where you really force them to change by hitting their pockets as hard as you can first defense and fifa you know these clubs pay twenty thousand swiss francs twenty one thousand dollars for a club professional club 
you know and again when you look at the reason why these things happen you know the 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 history of it the reason why monkey chance even exists in the first place right when you really look at it from that perspective it's almost laughable to think that these five pillars form a basis to really stamp this out you have to ask yourself who who was in the room with fifa when they decided to create this who they use they use fancy words like discrimination has no place in football fifa will not hesitate to tackle any form of discriminatory behavior but the question you have to ask yourself is what are they doing but when you look at what they're doing listen don't take my word for it go on fifa's website it's all there when you look at what they're doing it becomes clear to you very clear that they're not taking this as serious as they should not even close twenty thousand dollars for a first offense twenty thousand you know so you have to ask yourself oh this will happen again this monkey chant thing you haven't heard the last of it it will happen again this whole stop racism t-shirt and everyone's taking a knee before epl games okay you think that's going to change the mind of the person that it has the behavior of the people that sent out the racist messages to the english players that missed penalties in euro final true story about the euro final i'm watching with a friend of mine they missed the penalties and i said to myself crap all the guys that missed the penalties are black players i hope they don't get nasty messages because of this and 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 i i would have loved it if i was wrong but i was right they got messages barely 24 hours later tons of messages not about the penalties they missed oh no It wasn't about the penalties they missed. It was more so about the color of their skin and who they were. Sad thing. It's crazy. Insane. And you have to ask yourself this. If this wasn't happening to black players, to people of African origin, would it be allowed to continue? That's the question. The football coffee body needs to ask itself. Thanks for joining me um, and spending time with me. We'll catch you again in another episode right here. Sports Dev. Thanks again. Bye.